Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsaw. Mr. Birdsaw, how you doing? Okay, Adam. How are you? I'm good. That's good. Good week. Good week. Is there anything you want to ask me before we uh, start? Yeah, what class was Zach, was Zach Wilson in? We're, we're just cutting in, right to the chase. He was. I got, in, I got no time for bullshit tonight. You're going to think I'm lying to you, but I'm not. I thought that when I asked her, I thought she was lying to me, but no. They were in a class about the Book of Mormon, like the actual book, not the not the play. It's the most Utah thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I was like, come on. Come on, what class was it really? She's like, no, no, Book of Mormon. Yeah. That's most Utahian. Utahan. 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 Whatever. Utahan. It's the most Utahan thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's pretty stereotypical. Shout out to all the people from Utah. Great people. I literally am thinking of the Sopranos thing where Tony's like, it's a stereotype and it's offensive. (laughs) Great, great program. Great program. Love that show. Anyway. Great show. So uh, we're recording this during the Jet game. Love to see it. Very terrible fan that you would want to record during your uh, your team's game. Just all I have to say is thank God the uh, the Cowboys, as far as I know, don't have a Thursday game. I'm not sure if they do. Well, they have Thanksgiving game. That's what I'm getting at. Is that, and there is not a chance in balls that I'm doing anything on Thanksgiving. You really think Fook that? You really think that we're going to be recording on Thanksgiving? Hell to the nah. We have Christmas is like the upper echelon of holiday, and Thanksgiving is right underneath. Right. So I have the the way that my apartment is set up now is that. The where I'm sitting, the TV is like literally right in front of me behind the laptop. So I will be watching the jet game. And so you might be, you might hear me just say some things. So don't, don't be alarmed. It's just jet game stuff. Don't be alarmed. It's just jet game stuff. Noted. Noted. Anyway, so we will be doing our preview, of course. For this week, week nine. Very exciting. And yeah, where do you want to start? Let's start with quarterbacks, I guess. Let's just get get it out of the way. Aaron Rodgers will not be playing this week. That is correct. Will not be playing. Due to testing positive for COVID. Yep, then it will be uh, Jordan Love that gets the start for Green Bay. His first career start in the national football league you know coming up against the kansas city chiefs i hope that now because i think you know with aaron Rodgers, you're going to be in a situation where the chiefs defense is probably going to be widely available because who wants to start a defense going up against aaron Rodgers? but now what you you don't think so i, I still wouldn't start the chiefs I, mean, this I is have the team. Chiefs in my ranks. 21st. 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 I wouldn't start that's, them. That's fascinating. Because this is a team that's going up against a player in his first career start. Listen, I know Mike White, but whatever. 
But, and I don't know. The Chiefs defense is good. It's solid. The Chiefs defense is horrific. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Aaron Jones is going to be fed, fed, fed. I mean, it helps that Devontae Adams is coming back. But Devontae, Devontae Adams is, is, is going to be fed. I mean, the last time that he was without Aaron Rodgers, it was a five-game stretch where he had, I believe, 47 receptions and about five touchdowns. So he's had success in the past without Aaron Rodgers. The Kansas City Chiefs have nobody in that defense that can stop Devontae Adams. Was it's that just five years ago? Is I believe so, yeah, four years ago. So oh, it really, yeah, four years ago. Right. Yeah, it, it just comes down to our – is Jordan Love capable enough and competent enough to to get Devontae Adams the ball? And I mean, I hope he is, because if not, it could be a, a long day for uh, for the Packers. But in any event, I, I would steer clear of both of these defenses, as enticing as it may be, to go and get the Chiefs. I mean, if we're looking at defenses that are just widely available, I mean, I'd rather start the Giants against the Raiders. I'd rather start the Vikings against Baltimore. I know it's not really saying much, but I would rather start Minnesota over. Wait, Kansas really? City. You, yeah, I'd rather start when pitting Vikings? those two together. Yes. Okay, I was about yes, to I say because, like, you know, going against Baltimore is no picnic either. No, they're both they're both terrible options. But I have the I have the Vikings six spots higher in my rankings than I do the the Chiefs. And these were updated within the last hour. Okay. So I guess also in quarterback news, I mean, you see a lot of red letters if you're checking on ESPN. Um, Matt Stafford out on Wednesday with with a sore back. That's what Sean McVay said. Shouldn't be too much of a worry unless something happens. But at this point, not much of a worry Kyler Murray with the uh, red Q and we're checking that out. He didn't practice on Thursday with that ankle issue. So that's worth monitoring. It's worth monitoring, but again, I think Stafford has been a Wednesday absence for most practices. I think this year, same thing with Kyler since the ankle flared up, um, it really comes down to the Friday availability. That that's the number one thing for me. Is if if a guy is not practicing Friday, then that's never good for his availability. Like I think a great example of that, and we'll, and we'll get to him uh, in a little while. But someone like DeAndre Hopkins, who did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday. That is a big concern. A big big concern. If you have Kyler, if you have Hopkins. That's a worry, and that's one you should be checking up on. But I would assume with Stafford, and I would assume with Kyler, that they both will be at the very least limited on Friday, if not full. So, good news there. Okay. So for the quarterbacks, not for not for Hopkins, because right. there is, from what I understand, there is reason to be very concerned that um, Hopkins may not play this week versus San Francisco. And that's kind of that's going to be rough because also San Francisco looks like I mean uh, it's going to be rough because also uh, the Cardinals look like they're going to be without AJ Green, too. Yes, he is confirmed out due to uh, the COVID list. Yep. So it's going to be the Christian Kirk show probably. 
And Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz. Yep. Yeah, the, the 49ers allow about 10 points per game to the tight end position, so it's probably a, a healthy enough projection for uh, for Ertz. And if you take Hopkins and AJ out of the equation, yeah, it'll, it's probably a healthy day for, for Zach Ertz. And maybe a, uh, maybe a good day for um, – for Rondell Moore as uh, as well. Yes. Well, hopefully he has at least one more of those for those that spent a lot of fab dollars on him. Oh my God, Naeem Hines just is about to run for a touchdown. And he just did. Fantastic. And he just not, did a backflip. How? Not Jonathan Taylor. Excellent. Not Jonathan Taylor. Good. Anyway, so with the injuries out of the way, who are your top five starts this week for quarterbacks? Uh, for going top five in the ranks, it's Josh Allen at one, Lamar Jackson at two, Dak Prescott at three, Patrick Mahomes at four, and Matt Stafford at five. Okay. Maybe I should have been more specific. Out of the obvious, outside of the obvious players that you should be starting, who's like somebody that's like, you know, outside the box that you should be looking to plug into your lineup? Big, big, big caveat, and this is if he's named the starting quarterback, which we don't know yet, but he was a full participant on practice at Thursday, and that's Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints going up against Atlanta at home. Uh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. I Hell thought you were yeah. going to go with Terod. Nope. Taysom Hill. I picked, I picked him up in a couple spots. I think I picked him up in three. Okay. What about Terod, actually, going up against Miami? I have, off IR. I have Terod Taylor at 21 in my ranks. I have him above Jimmy G. I have him above Big Ben. And I have him above Justin Fields. So he's a he's a desperation play at best. Okay. Like um, I, I would start I would start Matt Ryan, Jordan Love, Mac Jones, Teddy Bridgewater before I would consider starting Terod Taylor. Really? You'd start Jordan Love yes. over Terod Taylor? Yeah, I would take that gamble. Okay, because that is a gamble because we don't know Jordan Love, like what he looks like as a starting quarterback. We don't look we, we barely even know what Jordan Love looks like as a quarterback outside of mop up duty against New Orleans. No, but we know what the Houston Texans are and they're awful. Yeah, I mean, they're it's true. Downright awful. But Terod Taylor is a competent quarterback. A competent quarterback on a bad team takes the competency away from anybody. All right, then. I mean, look at Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was a competent quarterback at USC and then went to a terrible team and became not competent. Well, that's different. And because then went, to, went to maybe an even more incompetent team and is still incompetent. I mean, Terod is a proven competent NFL quarterback on even on bad teams. On those shitty Bills teams of like 2014, 15, 16, he was the best player on that team, probably. Outside of maybe Stefan Gilmore or uh, yeah, Stefan Gilmore. Probably, but, but you know, you really, you, do you really want to put your fantasy life in Terod Taylor's hands? No, no, but who knows if you even have a choice in the matter in, in some scenarios, you might not have a choice in the matter, but you probably, I would say in most cases you would have a choice if Justin Fields and Jimmy G are in this discussion. 
I don't okay. think Jimmy Garoppolo and Justin Fields are going to be owned in too many spots. I don't think. Well, I mean, it's, it's possible that you it could be gun to your head. You have to start to Rod Taylor. And if, if that's the case, then you're just a terrible drafter. And I don't know how you were stuck with Terod Taylor because there literally are no quarterbacks that are hurt. So um, I don't know how you were stuck with that unless it's a bye week filler and you have like Tom Brady. Then I can understand it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Jimmy G actually is owned in 5.2% of leagues. Justin Fields is owned in 18.8% of leagues. There you on go. ES- they- on ESPN. Yeah, those, those are two guys that should be uh, widely available. But um, with with Taysom Hill, the only thing that's keeping him out of my top 10, I have him right now at 14 on the week. The only thing that's keeping him out of the top 10 is the confirmation he's a starting quarterback. If he's going to be the starting quarterback, Taysom Hill is a top 10 play for me this week just because of the rushing floor and the appeal that he, he could score two rushing touchdowns and probably throw for 100 yards. And even then, that's still a like an 18-point day in most spots and that's all right so well unfortunately his favorite target last year is out for the season but we'll get there yeah yeah we'll get there but he's also playing atlanta so yeah i i i think you or i could probably have solid receiving days against that atlanta defense you know you're probably right i normally am mm, too far but in this scenario you are right thank you very much i appreciate it um, who out of the like main guys that you're that are being started in most leagues would you say hold off, maybe chill this week on this on this player? Oh, that's that's an interesting question because there, there's there's like three guys that I think I would consider for that. Uh, Justin Herbert, only because he's dealing with a an injury to his throwing hand, which is not good. Uh, Kyler because he's banged up, but I would never ever be on the record suggesting you sit Kyler and probably the guy I'm going to go for it. Yeah. It is the guy I'm going to go for is Jalen hurts just because he's going up against the chargers at home and there's a chance Jalen hurts doesn't make it through the game. So yeah, Jalen hurts. I have him as a top 10 play, but it's scary to have him as a top 10 play because I don't know if he makes it through the game. Yeah. Well, sorry. Keelan Cole just made this ridiculous catch for a first down but uh justin herbert actually he practiced fully on thursday with that uh, right hand issue that's good news so so i was actually kind of shocked when you said oh he's banged up because i didn't see a red letter next to his name so he practiced fully on thursday so he should be good to go yeah he's had he's had the injury i think i believe he said for about six weeks now so it's not like a it's not like a new injury God, it's absolutely nuts what football players play through. Well, just athletes in general, what they play through injury-wise. It's literally nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I think that's one that he'll be uh he'll be okay with uh with th- with that injury. Remember, he's, go- he's going against Philly. So yeah. I mean, different middle sport. of the road, middle of the road matchup. I mean, he's different. a top top seven play, Herbert. You know, kind of kind of where he's been for, for most of the year for me. Yeah, different sport. But you remember like when Sidney Crosby said, oh, yeah, you know, I've been playing for with a broken with like a a wrist issue since like the 2010 Olympics. And everyone else and everyone was just like, what the fuck? Yes, I do. Ooh, another nice catch by Keelan Cole. Yeah, everyone's just like, what the fuck? You play you won multiple Stanley Cups. 
with that wrist issue, like a broken wrist. How do you even do that? Because talent shows at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, That's interesting though with Herbert, but Jalen Hurts, I can kind of see your thought process on that because Nick Sirianni, I feel like the Eagles just don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, no, they don't, they, they don't have a club. I would, I would say if there's an oblivious manager in your league, you can dump Jalen Hurts off, off to them. Definitely do it because that, I mean, that, that one yeah. just scares the hell out of me. No player has, has been like performing so well for fantasy and then is just going to be benched for Gardner Minshew. Unless you're on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Unless you're on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, another good piece of quarterback news is that, uh, especially for you, being the Cowboys fan that you are, is that Dak will be playing this week. From the man himself. Yes. For the man himself, that he will uh, he'll be back. There's, there, there's a part of me that says maybe Dak shouldn't play. And I know that uh, this is, I guess, kind of poetry coming coming from me, given the uh, the fact that you know, I wasn't quite so certain about what we were going to do last week versus Minnesota. And then Cooper Brush comes out and looks like Johnny Unitas and Joe Montana's kid. But uh, it's just I mean, it's one a of little those, much. He, he looked like God. What can I say? Better than Joe Namath. Um, That's he, ridiculous. Something just kind of something just kind of tells me that they really if there's any concern with Dak, even the slightest amount, they should just. They should just set them. I mean, it's it's not it's not worth it. I mean, if you could beat Minnesota on the road, you can probably beat Denver at home with uh, with Cooper Rush. There's more meaningful games coming. Uh, you know, you have that date with the uh, with the Chiefs in two weeks. You know, it, it, something just tells me that if Dak is if there if there's even a sliver of doubt with Dak, he should not play and elijah moore to just score touchdown for the jets that was the the most the prettiest throw i've ever seen in my entire life he was so I, wide open i didn't even see anybody in the, in the frame i didn't see anybody in a blue jersey in the frame i didn't even see it it was just on my ticker that's right next to me oh didn't anyway, even see it it was a great uh, throw in the basically kind of like the back corner of the end zone well not really but it was just like a nice lead pass love it hey you want some other uh, rapid fire quick starts Yes. Uh, Tua. Tua is a uh, fantastic start against Houston. Uh, Daniel Jones against Las Vegas. Derek Carr against the Giants. I'm a little concerned, though, with Derek Carr just because of the uh, the incident with rugs over the past week and the fallout from that. And then you factor in the Vegas Raiders have to travel from Las Vegas to the Meadowlands. It's just a lot of things that are just kind of working against the Raiders right there. But they are going up against the Giants. It's a solid enough matchup. I still have Derek Carr as a top 12 play for the week. But again, if Taysom Hill becomes the starter, then Derek Carr will not be a, a top 12 play. But um, they're, they're fine starts. And if you're looking for uh, a deep-ish sleeper sort of start, uh, I think Mac Jones against uh, the Carolina Panthers is a, uh, is a fine, fine play. But, but it is a Stephon Gilmore revenge game. Ooh, it is a Stephon Gilmore revenge game. It is. Yeah. Is it revenge if he basically asked for his release? Absolutely. Okay. 
So Absolutely. Yes. Yes. For his release for a reason. Yeah. There's obviously some revengeance there. Some revengeance indeed. Uh, let's move on to running backs. The big sure. news for running backs is Christian McCaffrey. Designated to return from IR. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, unfortunately. Get, a, get him while the getting's good because he might just get injured again, unfortunately. Knock on wood. God yeah. forbid. But, I mean, you just kind of like expected at this point. Yeah, just got to be cautiously optimistic with that one. And, uh, you know, if you have Chuba Hubbard by himself, do not be uh, going and cutting Chuba Hubbard until uh, until you see Christian McCaffrey active. But even then, I don't think you would be cutting Chuba Hubbard at all. It's just giving the Christian McCaffrey owner get out of jail free card. Yeah, well, what you should be doing is waiting until Christian McCaffrey gets injured again and then holding Chuba Hubbard for ransom. Probably what you should have done to begin with. Oh, no, they're checking out Mike White's hand. That's not good. Or his wrist. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Big yikes. Big it's yikes. his right wrist. It's his right hand. Oh, God. Jets fans can never be happy. Nope. They can never be happy with anything. Nope. Um, so you want to give my top five for, uh, for mm-hmm. the week? Yes. Top five, not obvious. Not obvious. Oh well, my t- I was going to say top five overall, but if we're not going to do that, I'll just give you some that I that I like. You know, you're um, going to be starting. You don't need us to tell you that you're starting Alvin Kamara this week. Fair, fair. You're obviously you're obviously sitting Alvin Kamara because I'm playing him in two leagues this week, and fuck Alvin Kamara. Um, a start for me this week that I like. I like Zach Moss. I like Zach Moss this week going up against uh, going up against Jacksonville. Uh, Zach Moss is a top 15 play for me. I think that game could be absolutely hideous. The only issue that I may have with Moss is that there's a possibility he may get pulled. And then we just start, you know, we see Trubisky running with Devin Singletary. So there is that possibility, but face value, Zach Moss, top 15 play. I think he scores. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to roll with Moss as a, uh, as a top 15 play. Uh, Cordero Patterson as well, just because I think that we have finally seen the passing of the torch where, you know, there's no Calvin Ridley there. Russell Gage miraculously had a groin injury last week. That was just the least talked about injury of all time. I don't think miraculously is the word you're looking for there. I think inexplicably is probably a better word for that. Miraculously. You don't don't miraculously have a groin injury. Oh, of course. Of course it's miraculous. It just is so perfect that he just somehow manages to get a groin injury. Right. What right when we start him, it's miraculous. The, the, yeah. the, sarc- the sarcasm. I have to I have to uh emphasize I, it. I, I had to show it a bit better. The mi- this migraine is uh is is definitely preventing that. Um what do you think Van Jefferson's gonna have a miraculous injury too? Oh no, 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 no. We want we want Van Jefferson to do lots of nice things. Lots of nice things. We love Van Jefferson. I'm we're, we, I'm starting him in two spots this week. Miles um, Gaskin against against Houston, and I know you're going to press me on that one. Why the fuck do you want to start Miles Gaskin? Because he's going up against Houston, and he's been better without Malcolm Brown. If the, if there's anybody anybody that has Miles Gaskin, this may be the week to flex him. Maybe. 
It depends on what your options are. You might be making a lot of enemies, my friend. I know. He's a top. He's in my top 17. I am at 17th. The guys that I have around him. Talked about Zach Moss at 15. I have Khalil Herbert at 14. Cordero Patterson is at 12. Obviously, the game is going on. I have Michael Carter at 13. I have Damian Harris at 16. I have Chase Edmonds at 18. And I have Devontae Booker at 19. So just some names that are that are around. But if there's ever a week to start Miles Gaskin, this is the week. But again, don't expect anything. If he scores, fantastic. He's done well. Don't expect a monster day because there's no such thing. There's no such thing as a monster day with Miles Gaskell. He's going against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then, then that's it. And then I'll get, I'll give one more here. This is a guy that I think I'm a little I'm a little low on, and that's Devontae Booker. Again, I just said I have him. I was going to ask you about that actually because I'm looking at potentially starting him in the non-co-own because, um, you know, you're in a situation. Like I'm in a situation where I don't have like a ton of running back help because Kenneth Gainwell has been terrible and all my other running backs are injured. So I was just wondering, like, what do you think about Devontae Booker? Is this like the last week to really? It's, it's the last yeah. week. I, I would say if there's anybody that dropped Devontae Booker on waivers. I would say I would not be breaking the bank for Booker unless you absolutely need a win. Then that then that's something that you need might need to consider. But for me, top 20 play, solid against the Raiders. I think he scores. So, yeah, I think, I think Booker is a, is, is, is a good shout, steady floor, um, and probably has a decent ceiling as well. Yeah. One more thing. You know, you yeah. talked about Jalen Hurts before. Uh-huh. What do you make of this Eagles team? So but here's a funny thing. You know, when, you want to guess how much money, how much fab, Boston Scott went for in the non Cohen league? Uh, $50. Higher. 70. 70. I knew something like that. $70. I remember seeing that. And, Conveni- uh, conveniently, it was the person that is playing me this week. They well, I did, I, I, going- did, I, I did talk to him about it. I did talk to him about it. And he, he said that was kind of just him. Uh, Going for broke, trying to with, fuck me over with one guy. No, he, he he just said he needed he needed a guy for this week. Oh, and Boston Scott was the guy, and he's seven and one, I believe. Yeah, so, the team that's a that's an actual wagon. Yeah, seven seven and one. So there's not there's not much out there. Probably it's gonna you know really help his team from here on out if he's sitting at uh, seven and one, just better to hope for any injuries. And uh, one more thing that I want to touch on before we go to the uh, receivers um, that we did have some questions about this in the mailbag and um, the mailbag will be recorded on Friday with release for Saturday as per usual regarding the Tennessee Titans and their running back situation um, for what it's worth. I have Jeremy McNichols at 29 in my ranks. And then Adrian Peterson, I have at 33. I don't know how this is going to go. It is very scary to try and project who is going to do what. My best bet is that it's going to be 
something of a split where we see McNichols in first, second, third, and long packages. And then anything at short yardage probably would go to Adrian Peterson. So if you're looking for the touchdown upside, probably Peterson is your move. But if you're looking for the solid floor and perhaps the potential for a long touchdown, McNichols might be might be the uh, the guy if uh, if you have both or one. Yeah. And I figure I would say that now, so that way we have to go into a uh, a full a full textbook analysis on uh, the Titans on the mailback because we, I, Jake and I have talked about this all week and Jake and I don't seem to agree. So, well, it's a very tough situation because you're looking at um, the Tennessee Titans running backfield and you just don't know. That's the, that's like the worst when you have an injury like this and you don't have anything to base it off that you don't have anything to base it off of. This is uncharted territory for not only the Titans backfield, but also for Ryan Tannehill, for AJ Brown, uh, and anybody else on the Titans that are that you'd be looking to start. So yeah, it's a it, fucking disaster. Yes, it put us in it put us in a tough spot because we have DeAndre Swift on a bye, and we are starting Javante Williams and Jeremy McNichols. Yes, yes, but and that is, I guess, by force on that one. We don't have anybody else, so yeah. I mean, we're starting Daryl Williams at flex, so. Oh please, Terrence Gore, stub your toe in the shower. I'm sure, you're ni- I'm, I'm sure you're a nice guy, but it's an awful thing to say. St- I didn't say I didn't say anything violent. I just asked him to stub his toe. Okay. Whatever. Um, anybody else for you? Uh, no, no, I don't think there's anybody um, worth mentioning. Oh, oh, no, there is. There is. Even with the injury to James Robinson, the heel injury, it looks like he is going to be out this week. I am not going to be starting Carlos Hyde under any circumstances. Gotcha. Gotcha. And David Johnson is a desperate, desperate play. But if you do it, I understand the rationale against Miami. I, well, honestly, I don't understand the rationale because there are good options. There are options out there. You, you don't need to start David, David Johnson. And Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines is a great start this week. Well, kind of. Past he's the, gr- uh, he's a great start. I guarantee he scores. Okay, just okay. I'll actually take. I'll take that one to the bank, and I'll, I'll I'll do you one. I'll do you even one better. You want to put you want to put this bet in for all the uh, all the sharks out there. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna put look into my crystal ball. I'm gonna say a 34 yard touchdown. Mm, that's a very specific number. Thank you very much. It's almost it's, like you're looking that up. It's just a guess. It was 34 yards? It seemed like it. It didn't even seem like it was 34 yards. But anyway, it's 34. Okay. 34. That was the number. Um, what about as far as other running backs are concerned? I don't know. What about Dearness Johnson? What about the what about the Cleveland Browns? Um only if you're desperate. 
I feel like you're saying that a lot. You've been saying that a lot these past couple of shows. Well, Dearness Johnson's not, not he's not a top 40 play for me. So that's well, not just not just about Dearness Johnson, just in just only if you're desperate. You've been using that phrase a lot. Well, you asked me about Dearness Johnson. Only okay. if you're desperate. You would you only, only would desperate. play Dearness Johnson only if you're desperate. He's a top, he's not a top 40 guy. That's the play if you're desperate territory. Even like below 36 is kind of where my if you're desperate territory is like Jordan Howard is in that in that category. Uh Salvin Ahmed is in that category. Devonta Freeman is in that category. Uh Kenyon Drake is in that category. Obviously, with an injury to Josh Jacobs, that would change that. But Josh Jacobs has a full bill of health. He's going to play. There's no chest spray to speak of the Raiders are lying to you. Kenny Gainwell is is in that in that range. So I see the appeal. You're hunting for a touchdown, but it's a desperate play. Like they're guaranteed, there are better guys out there than Dearness Johnson. Okay, because you're, play, you're you're playing a number two running back. That's what he is. He's a number two running back that gets some run. Yeah, your mind. He reminds me. Of, he's very similar to a Tony Pollard. That's the way I think about it. And I mean, honestly, you wouldn't really start Tony Pollard. I mean, Tony Pollard definitely has more standalone value, but I don't think Tony Pollard is worth starting. And Jonathan Taylor just rushed for a touchdown. Fuck. Well, Tony Pollard's not worth starting, and Dearness Johnson is not worth starting. That's what they have in common. They're number okay. two running backs that are probably going to get 10 touches, 10 to 12 touches maximum most weeks. Yeah. I do have one more question before we move on to receivers because this sure. is going to be receivers is going to be spicy. Yeah, sure. The Bears going on Monday night, Dave Montgomery designated to return from IR. What's your take on that? Khalil Herbert. Montgomery is not playing this week. Okay. Khalil Herbert. Heard Khalil, it here Herbert. First. Khalil Herbert is the guy. Yeah. Honestly, I hope that. Montgomery doesn't start because I'm starting the Steelers defense. And I think it, that might actually be a, like a sneaky good play this week. I'm starting the Steelers defense in a couple spots as well. Get that Monday night magic. I don't know if you can get that Monday night magic with a defense, but uh, hey, listen, that, Mon- that Monday night magic comes with Khalil Harbor. Shit happens. <laughs> hey, if Justin Fields wants to throw two touchdowns to uh, the Steelers defense, I won't complain. Yeah, exactly. Me neither. Will not complain one bit. Only Benny will complain. True, but uh, Benny has probably complained, been complaining for the last nine weeks. Yeah. Okay. Receivers. I mean, so much big news with receivers this week. First of all, Devontae Adams is going to be back. We mentioned that in passing previously, like earlier in the show. But uh, Michael Thomas is going to be out for the season, which is unfortunate. Yeah, we'll talk about Michael Thomas first. Uh, the wor- maybe the worst draft pick in fantasy football history. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. People drafted Le'Veon Bell like pretty early when he sat out the entire season. Fair. Fair. That, you do make a good point there. Okay, so one of the worst picks in fantasy football history is anybody that took Michael Thomas with the expectation that he was going to play. I mean, at least people wash. took Michael Thomas in like the middle rounds. People took Le'Veon Bell with a top ten pick, with 
expect him to play. No, I believe I believe that year he was like number one pick when he held out. One or two. I believe in one of my drafts, he went number one overall. Wow. I'm pretty sure. But uh yeah, cut ties, cut ties with Michael Thomas, unless you are in keeper and dynasty where he might have some sort of value. Um as for Devontae Adams, because I would much rather talk about guys that are actually playing. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's not his usual rank for me. Normally, he's my number one set-forget receiver on most weeks. He's my number 11 receiver on the week. I do not have him inside my top 10 in full-point PPR. That could be a little low just because I'm a little worried about Jordan Love. I'm not a Jordan Love guy, so obviously that is going to reflect in my ranks. But obviously, I look. There's not a conversation to be had. You're starting Devontae Adams. I'm just saying temper expectations. And do I think he scores? I mean, if there's going to be a receiver that scores for the Packers, I would probably say 99 times out of 100, I would say Devontae Adams would be the first name that comes to mind of who that Packers receiver is that scored. But uh, what about MVS? If he returns. Well, that's that's kind of like the question. Be is he coming back? Oh my god, Josh Johnson's in a quarterback. Oh no, love the Colts defense, love it. Oh, um, oh no, oh no. Um, NDS. Well, from from what I've heard is that there's there's going to be an attempt to get him to play on on Sunday. It really really just depends on how the Packers feel about. This matchup, this is a rookie quarterback going into Arrowhead for his first career start. Probably no worse spot for a rookie quarterback to be making his debut than Arrowhead or even Gillette going up against Bill Belichick. So, yeah, it's a tough spot. I mean, Lazard, we believe, is going to be back. So that that will help. You have Randall Cobb there. You still have Devontae Adams there. I'm not a hundred percent confident that MVS is going to be ready. I think that's one to to monitor, but again, that that falls in line with the only if you're desperate mantra. Gotcha. Oh, Josh Johnson looks so bad. It's <laughs> good news for my Colts defense. Oh man. Uh, okay, before we go on to other receivers, we should probably talk about the other guy that's not going to be playing this season, and that is Odo Beckham Jr., who is just pieced out, I guess. Um, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. So, from what I understand, and this is from a source that I heard from uh, close to the Browns, that Odo Beckham was ready to return on Thursday and the Browns said to him, don't show up. Oh yeah. That is what I've heard. So it looks like as of now, we are just waiting for an amicable resolution to this. Um, It just seems like a release is somewhat inevitable. So I guess the Browns basically just told him to fuck off. Practically. Yeah. And then it just comes down to, you know, if this release is coming, does it come sooner rather than later? Or is it an after the season thing? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. But I would say in the meantime, it 
is probably best to hold on to Odell for right now. For right now. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, if he gets cut, who's going to sign Odell Beckham Jr.? I mean, they think would be like the best landing spots. I mean, there were two spots when I talked about it on another program earlier today. There were two spots that immediately jumped off the page to me. Number one was the Las Vegas Raiders after the loss of Henry Ruggs and how they kind of need a receiver to spearhead their receiving room. Odell makes a lot of sense there. And then the second fit for me was the New England Patriots. You get Mac Jones, that go-to receiver. I mean, I know he has Jacoby Myers. I know that they spend a lot of money on Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Odo Beckham will go into New England and be the number one wide receiver right away. And he's working with Bill Belichick. Say what you want about Bill Belichick for you know who he is and, and, and the, the pain and trauma that he has caused your life, Adam, as a New York Jets fan. But the one thing that... My head's that, not down because of that. I, my head's down because Ty Johnson just fumbled. Oh, And the Colts are covered. Oh, grand. Um, also that, but... <laughs> we've seen, uh, I, I am not saying, cause I, I know what's going to happen here. When I say this is someone's going to say, Oh, he's, com- he's comparing him to him. What? Look at what Bill Belichick did when the Patriots acquired Randy Moss time in Las Vegas soured, got to New England. Well, and he was in Oakland, but same difference with, with the Raiders, with the Raiders. I, I finally gotten used to saying Las Vegas, so bear with me. But when he was with the Raiders and traded to the Patriots and Randy Moss became had his second career renaissance, so to speak. I'm not saying that Odell Beckham you're comparing is Randy him, Moss. You're comparing Odell Beckham Jr. to Randy Moss? I'm comparing the situation. I'm the comparing the, the same. same situation, yes. But I don't think it's the... I don't know. Randy once, Moss upon, was once, like, once upon a time, you were talking to Giants fans. They were going to say that Odell Beckham was was the greatest receiver of all time, better than Jerry Rice. I mean, I guess it's kind of the same. It's the same situation. A great, great receiver in a terrible spot and, ne- and needs to get out. And I think Randy Moss was, still, was a better player when he oh. got out of his terrible situation. No doubt. Than Odell Beckham is now. Odell Beckham no. Jr. is like whatever. No doubt, no doubt. And Randy Moss does not have the injury baggage that Odell has. It's true. So I mean, Randy Moss wasn't coming off an ACL tear yeah. where he barely played all season. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, – they're very similar situations, but they're very different at the same time. But I just think New, New England makes a lot of sense. And like I said, Las Vegas makes a lot of sense. The one spot that I, I – What would, about New uh, Orleans? it would make sense, but they don't have the cap space to do it. That's true. That's, that's the only, the only problem. The one spot where I would roll my eyes and just be like, Oh God, here we go. Is if he goes to Kansas city. Well, that wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. I would hate it with every fiber of my being though. It's going to be another reclamation project. They try and do. They're repeating the same mistakes from last year where they brought in Le'Veon Bell Everyone rushed to pick up Le'Veon Bell. And what did Le'Veon Bell do? Nothing. Nothing. It would just reek of the same situation. See what I did there? Reek. Sense of humor is not dead. 
No, clearly not. Never is. Never is. I'll be lower the last thing that goes. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about these uh, these injuries, so I'll just hit on uh, hit on these starts of the week. Well, uh, listen, it's important to know. Yeah, yeah, no, people, absolutely. You wondering, you you and Jake will be um, inundated with questions about oh, these receivers. Yeah, this was a uh, this was a busy week for uh, for the mailbag. That is uh, that is for sure. Uh, so I'll just hit on these as quickly as I possibly can. And then Adam, if you have any follow-up questions afterwards, of course, feel free to ask if I missed anything. We'll uh, Brandon Cooks, great start against That's Miami. Fire him up. Fire him up. Um, Hollywood going up against the Vikings. Yes, sir. Like that a lot. Uh, Keenan Allen going up against the Eagles. Like that one a lot. Deontay Johnson. Interesting that you don't like Herbert-ish. Like you don't, you kind of don't like Herbert. Like you're lower on Herbert, but you like Keenan Allen. No, I'm not lower on Herbert. I've had Herbert pretty much consistently ranked as like my sixth or seventh quarterback. Well, you said before. Out of the top 10 guys is what you asked. Out of those top 10 guys, who am I most concerned about? And if I had to pick Herbert, I'd be concerned about because of the injury. I'm not concerned because of the matchup. I think the matchup is very good. But it's the the injury that. Well, I'm saying if you're concerned about the injury, if you're concerned about the injury, then why wouldn't you be concerned about Keenan Allen's production? Because Keenan Allen still is still going to get his, and he'll be he'll be in the slot. And I just think if there's going to be more check down situations that happen, it'll be Keenan Allen that get that gets the 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 bulk of the work. Like Mike Williams, I'm more down on this week. Mike Williams is a borderline top twenty play for that reason. Keenan Allen is a borderline top ten play. Like I, I don't think we see an air show. From the Chargers this week, I could be wrong, but I I don't think we see uh, that much of uh, of an air show this week. Um, and then let me see if I like anybody else of note. T Higgins, T Higgins, I do like I do like a lot going up against Cleveland just because I think Denzel Ward is going to be a little preoccupied with Jamar Chase. That kind of keeps T Higgins in line to uh, to do his things unless unless of course they do a lot of switching and if T Higgins is going up against Denzel Ward then I would not necessarily like that and then one more outside the box guy I- I'm still gonna ri- I'm gonna ride the wave here I'm gonna go with Rashad Bateman against uh, against Minnesota I-, I like both Baltimore receivers this week okay what about Arthur Juan Brown going up against the Rams the Jalen Ramsey experience uh, AJ Brown is a top four play for me this week start him okay I have him over Debo. I have him over Stephon Diggs. I have him over CeeDee Lamb. I have him over Justin Jefferson. Start him. Wait, so what's your top four? Uh, A.J. Brown is four. Jamar Chase is three. Cooper Cup is two. Tyreek Hill is one. Okay. That's fascinating. Um, what about what about DJ Moore? Um, he's a top 15 play. A lot Solid of uncertainty form. at quarterback. Sam Darnold, I think he's he's still in the concussion protocol. Yeah, it, it it's looking like Sam is is not going to be ready. So it looks like it's going to be PJ Walker, which is definitely a little a little uh, a little concerning. But you know, you can pass on doing them. You can you can definitely pass on them. But it is PJ Walker, so I would definitely temper uh, temper expectations as much as you possibly can. You like Jalen Waddle going up against Houston? Uh, yes, yes, I do. He is a borderline top 24 play going up against Houston. 
What about, I think we talked about him last show. Um, what about Claypool, Chase Claypool? He is a top 24 play from this week, especially when you get him on Monday night. Um, I, I just feel like that, 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 that big time Claypool game has got to come. Like it, it, it has to, and we just haven't seen it yet. It just, it's going to require a little bit more of the target share in that offense. But I, I, I do think it's, I do think it's coming. I do. Okay. So sorry. I'm a bit preoccupied. I really shouldn't do this because the Colts are on like the five or something and they're going for it on fourth and one. No, they're okay. actually at the three and they're going for it on fourth and one. Would you like me to go? Uh, well, we could just go right into the tight ends. I'm going to just get started on the um, on the news with the uh, tight ends. Well, actually, no. I'll do this. I have one more question for you with receivers, with regards sure. to the receivers. Sure, go ahead. What about Denver? Uh, the Colts got the first down, by the way. Um, I'm not a fan of Sutton this week. I would, I would fade him if you can. I'm a bigger fan of Judy this week but I still have Sutton ahead of him in my rankings. But if I had to start one putting rankings aside, I would say Judy is probably the better play. Okay. Well, my feed must be behind you or yeah, my feed must be behind because I don't see it. Yeah. They just got it. Okay. Yes. It's is currently first and goal for the Colts. Fantastic. Fuck this game. Anyway, uh, that's interesting. I mean, going up against Dallas, it's funny. I mean, not funny Dallas. for you. Dallas. Not funny for you because I actually just watched the replay because NFL Throwback just had the replay of that famous Peyton Manning, Tony Romo duel where Tony Romo was like the first player to throw for 400 yards in a loss or something like that. Um, was it against Denver? Yeah, it was the game against Denver. I think it was more than that. I think it was 500. Something like that. It, it was, was crazy. 512. Tony like Romo threw a backbreaking interception at the end of the game as he's wanted to do. Heard, never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> Love him though. Great guy. Hall, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, touchdown for the Colts. Jack Toyle. Seriously, my feet is behind. Anyway, Sam Ellinger was a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he was. They tried to do a little, uh, little, a uh, little wildcat and uh, yeah, a little, Shovel pass from uh, from Carson Wentz, so a touchdown for Mister uh, Mister Jack Doyle. Fantastic. Okay, well, on that note, let's move on to tight ends. What is your news? Uh, which one do you want to start with? You want to start with Kittle? Or you want to start with Noah Fant? Um, let's go with Kittle. Kittle's on IR. Is that the news? <laughs> Designated to return from. Ooh. IR, so that's good news, and there is hope, hope, I use that word loosely, hope that Kittle could potentially return Sunday versus the Cardinals, which would be fantastic news for the 49ers. Okay, so then I guess Noah Fant would be the bad news. Noah Fant is the bad news, yes. Of course, on the COVID reserve list, uh, this means that our good friend Alberto Albert Albert Ogwegbunam. I can't say it. In a it's str- Albert Ogwegbunam. Ogwegbunam. Thank you. I haven't said it in a long time. It's like, uh, well, 
I mean, I've gotten used to saying Dario Ogumbawale. There we go. I just got to go. The, the 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 OG. I gotta really take my time going going over, but I like Ogie better. Ogie Ogie's a great guy. Love him. I mean, Ogumbawale is easier to say when if you say it like multiple times, then you just get used to it. Yeah, first I, time, I, I don't think you could say Ogwegbunam five times fast. Well, it's, it doesn't have to be fast. You just like you're looking at it cold. It's hard to just say it in the flow of a conversation. But yes, I mean, after a while, I'm sure that you will figure it out. But yes, I was wondering why I was seeing Albert Okwebunam being projected for 8.4 fantasy points. And now you so, know. Now I know. know. Mr. Uh, Mr. Noah Fant is not going to play against Dallas, which really sucks because that would have been a great matchup for him. But uh, our good friend Albert O is uh, in line for, I would assume, a decent day versus uh, versus Dallas. Yes. Versus Dallas, Dallas, Dallas going to Super Bowl, get your tickets. Dallas. Dallas. So who are you? Top five, I guess. Yeah, no, let's do that. You know, I'll, I'll rephrase that so I don't sound as like whatever about it. Just top so, starts. Top starts of the week. It took you long enough. Who are your top starts of the week? I love Zach Gertz this week going up against San Francisco, especially if you could tell me that there's going to be no Hopkins if that's the case. Woo! I love that. I would absolutely love that. Um, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with it again. Tyler Coughlin against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are dead last in points against to the tight end position. So Tyler Coughlin, if you need a stream this week, if you are down Rob Gronkowski, if you don't, maybe if you, if you don't trust uh, Jared Cook, maybe you have Pat Frymouth, maybe if George Kittle is still out and you need a, a stream, I think Tyler Conklin could be a, a very, very solid uh, backup play there. Dalton also, if you're, if you feel weird about Kyle Pitts, that's also kind of a thing uh, you need to monitor. Do not feel weird about Kyle Pitts. He's my number three tight end on the week. Do not feel weird about Kyle Pitts, please. Um, Dalton Schultz, I really, really like because now it is looking like Blake Jarwin is not going to play. So if there is no Jarwin, then tight end snaps all the Dalton Schultz, which chef's kiss. Love it. Um, a under the radar start. And this is the, uh, the return this week. Adam Troutman against the Atlanta Falcons. He is going to continue his little run. He's been splitting a bit with uh, with Juwan Johnson. But again, I, I kind of think Adam Troutman could be the guy. So keep that in mind. I will keep that in mind. That's good to know. Adam Troutman. If you need, if you need a little sleeper, need a little sleeper. And then I'll hit, I'll, we'll hit on this very, very quick. And then Adam, if you have any questions about some of the tight ends, uh, definitely ask away. But uh, I just want to touch on the defenses very quick. Streamer, streaming defenses that are available. Cowboys, Dolphins, 49ers, Panthers. Um, you know, we, we, we mentioned, mentioned the, uh, 
the Chiefs, you know, if you want to if you want to ride with that, it's more of an Adam take than uh, than 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 my own. So don't shoot me. Um, and of course, clearly distancing yourself. From, of course, of yeah. course. Come on now. And the Panthers and the Panthers. I think Stephon Gilmore does get a pick in uh, in that game. So Adam, go ahead ask ask away about the tight ends. So I do have a couple questions about tight ends. Just guys that you sure. uh, haven't really talked about. Sure. Um, the, the New England guys. For one, Hunter Henry. May, well, not even guys. It's Hunter Henry. Yep. Paul Flynn, tight end. Great guy. Potentially. Uh, you know, uh, Tommy Sweeney for Buffalo. I mean, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little, de- a little t- desperate, but... I mean, Jake loved him last week, so I wouldn't be surprised if Jake doubles down and goes Tommy Sweeney at the start of the week this week with no Dawson Knox. So, and then the last guy is Cole Komet of the Chicago Bears. I mean, if you want a piece of Monday night and you have tight end issues, Cole Komet could be a good play, but I don't really trust anybody that's catching passes from Justin Fields. So, okay. I mean, he ruined one son. He's in the process of ruining two, really. Cole Komet. Cole Komet is my big boy. Of course. I love him. Great guy. My child. And, uh, uh, yeah. And yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, uh, that's all she wrote. So, uh, yeah. I think that's kind of it. I, 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 okay. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this, but yeah, it's kind of it. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hey,